Well, your team might have missed the big game this year, but my bookie's double deposit bonus. Make sure you won't. Sign up at MyBookie now and use my promo code ZABE to have your first deposit matched instantly so you can get in on all the action of Super Bowl 56. The only way watching the biggest game of the year could get any better is to get paid doing it, and MyBookie gives you everything you need to do it. With double your money, you can double your winnings, and the best starting point for the big game is with Super Bowl prop bets. Whether it's on or off the field, there's no shortage of wagers to choose from for the Super Bowl, so get in on the action and let the confetti fall and walk away a winner don't miss out head to my bookie and double your first deposit up to a thousand dollars by using promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo place your bets and get ready for the unmatched excitement of the super bowl bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie today on the zabe cast here's a helpful tip on public figures making hit the references just don't John Allen learned the hard way. Mr. X joins me to talk big game, prop bets, and more. We'll pick a side, a total, and go with it. All that plus Seth MacFarlane once saying, we saw your boobs and we sure did on Wednesday. Your hour-long dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Thursday, February 10, 2022. Thank you for downloading. Before we get to the meat and potatoes of the podcast, I start with this. The winner is Sweden by a mile. On Wednesday, the Nordic country basically declared the pandemic, at least for them, over. Minister of Health Lena Hallengren one of the few countries that has a minister of health who doesn't look like a complete freak show, said, quote, as we know this pandemic, I would say it's over. It's not over, but as we know it in terms of quick changes and restrictions, it is. According to Reuters, these comments were as close as possible to the country effectively declaring the pandemic over. From today on, bars and restaurants in Sweden are allowed to stay open beyond 11 p.m. again. There's no limits on guest numbers. Attendance limits for indoor venues and vaccine passports, which were temporarily introduced in response to Omicron, have both been scrapped. Most testing rules for COVID-19 have also been abolished. Sweden, of course, was the first country to declare the pandemic a done deal, and it will surely infuriate some who just can't let go. And despite being on the receiving end of an incredible backlash early on in which they said, you know, We're not going to go crazy over this thing because none of it's going to do any good. We're not going to do what you other countries are doing. And people, some people lost their minds. Oh my God, it's a death sentence in Sweden. Go look at their numbers. They're better than just about everybody else. And you can say, well, they're healthier or well, it's climate bullshit. Sweden was right. Sweden followed the game plan that was out there unlike almost every other Western country. And now they're saying it's over. I know in this country, there's never going to be a day in which this current administration says it's over. But think about it. Wouldn't it be great if they said, look, it's winding down. We've done a lot. We can't do any more. We know it's been a pain in the ass. Not all of it has worked, but guess what? Coming up in three weeks, we're having the pandemic is over day. 
and we're going to have celebrations. We're going to have a national lottery. You know, since we're printing money and just fucking shoving it out the window, why don't we have a national lottery? Take a billion dollars and cut it up into nice big chunk pieces uh, and, and, and basically have a live ping pong ball lottery in which if your social security number comes up, you win like a hundred grand and we can all sit around and watch it and celebrate three weeks to plan a party. Pandemic's over party. Wouldn't that be great? Nah, you know, we're not going to do that here, but Hey, I'm just spitballing. Be a nice way to finally end it. Instead, it's going to end with people quietly slinking out the back door. Like, Oh, I never said that. Or I I didn't advocate that. Or I'm still going to mask and crowded places just to be sure, you know, just to be safe. All right, let's get to the Super Bowl. Mr. X is ready to go. We'd like to award this year's Pulitzer Prize to Mr. X. Unfortunately, we don't know who he is, so his cash award will be used to feed starving children. No! I'm Mr. X. Give me, give me. We'll need some proof. Ta-da! He is Mr. X. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door. It's real. With the nonstop pop out from stainless steel. And with that, we are here at Super Bowl Sunday. Thursday. Mr. X, are you ready for the biggest game in the history of football? Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I always find it sad. I just it's, you know the end is around the corner. So if oh, it's yeah. not your team, it's kind of a it's a sad day in ways. But. No, it it really is. And I actually proposed moving the Pro Bowl as garbage as it is. I'm sure you got a thought or two on that, but I, I've proposed moving it back to the week after because it's that last little yes. of the milkshake that yeah. helps us ease into the long, cold off-season night. I think you're right. I think there's two moves coming. Well, that's one, you know, when they moved it up here, they said it was because after the Super Bowl, nobody cared. And now we've proved the week before the Super Bowl, nobody nobody cares. cares. So exactly it's, right. Yeah, it's kind of I I totally forgot about it. I didn't even think about it or watch it. I, well, know, it, on my radar, it was even more patty cake, patty cake bakers man than ever before. Yeah, to the degree that there was actual ex NFLers like Deion Sanders and Shannon Sharp, for what it's worth, bitching up a storm on social media saying. Since when do we not even tackle lightly in this game? Plays were ending with two-hand touch. You know that. Yeah, I heard that. The only thing I heard about it is X2 told (laughs) me that they were doing that kickoff rule where you go fourth and 15 from the 20. Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't watch it either, I take it. No, I did not. And I I didn't not watch it out of spite. Yeah. I was taking a nap. Had I go. not been asleep, I would have put it on just to well, see it. <laughs> well, he said that they, you know, they did that experimental rule where after a touchdown, you can keep the ball fourth and like 15 from your own 20. And 
and they did it every time and they missed like 13, 14 times in a row. So every team was taking over on the 20 and he figured that out right out of the shoot and was live betting the over like oh five my. different times oh because everybody God. was getting the ball on the 20 yard line going in <laughs> live betting the over. Did he kill it? He said he, he, you know, live bet it like five different times. Cause you know, it keeps going up and he keeps playing it more. Cause he's like, they're going to keep doing this, and they're going to keep having twenty-yard fields. So I don't know anything about the game other than that. Did he? Uh, did he win? Oh yeah, every time. What was it? It went oh. way over. Oh, yeah. what? What is? Because they kept every time they score, they give the other team the ball in the twenty. <laughs> what? What? What is his website? If I may ask, call me Mister X dot com. Is oh. it call me Son of Mister X dot com? No, but you know, I, I get a he 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 kills college basketball, and the guys are. Or all over me to start including it, but I, see, he's that's, not ready. For that he's yet. not ready. He's oh, you're saying the young Jedi is not ready. So well, Obi Wan because he hasn't <laughs> lost yet. He's got you got to lose some before you get smarter. If you keep winning, then I, I I trust it more when you've learned some lessons on the downside. By the way, I see this incredible story arc playing out. Mister X <laughs> begins to include X 2s picks. In his wheelhouse sports, college basketball, NBA, right? You say all your sons are NBA heads? Yes. Yeah. So you, you include them as part of the callmemrx.com buffet. It starts doing so well, there's now family tension. X2 wants to strike out on his own. Papasan says, oh, no, no, no. You're still under contract to me. Sort of like Colonel Parker with Elvis and the record label. Well, you know, I there's see one it. other there's one other person that's going to have a little input into that whole Mrs. X. <laughs> yes. Uh she Here. of the she of the boat name Don't Tell Mom. Yeah, that's my boat. Yep. Yeah, boat. Well, let's put it this way, Zabe. In like fourth grade, when the kids are learning in school, one day they came home and at dinner the boys announced that they were like learning about the UN. And uh, uh, X1 chimed in to the teacher. That's just like our house and my mom's Russia. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> veto power. We lose vote. We always say we lose votes one to five. That, <laughs> that's funny. That's good. Well, I would say that a number of people who have only dabbled in the dark arts of point spread gambling have often asked, what's the best way to learn? And obviously, uh, signing up, subscribing to you at callmemrx.com in some capacity is a good way, but there is no substitute quite like getting your ass handed to you every now and then. It takes experience. It takes battle scars. It takes putting your hand on that hot stove of, I thought it was a sure thing (laughs) to really learn, right? Yeah, I think so. It's kind of like... uh... Just like with dating, you got to have the heart broken. If it if it looks too easy, there's yeah. something coming around the corner. Yeah, exactly. Or skiing. If you're not falling, you're really not pushing yourself. Okay. Yep. With that yep. said, before we get to uh, the, the the game and your props for this mm-hmm. year and our picks and everything else, there is other NFL stuff to talk about. Notably, Dan Snyder has apparently ordered mm-hmm. another investigation on himself. Presumably to refute this claim from a woman that Snyder himself sexually harassed her. This has become now nothing short of the Onion website come to life. Quick, 
another investigation, only make sure it doesn't say anything. Jesus. Well, you know, I, I got a text this afternoon from X2 that said, did you hear about the commanders? It took me a while to realize what that was. So, yeah, that's the former wolf. Right. And I don't know if he's got it right, but he said basically you know, Snyder announced he's investigating the NFL's investigation. And then <laughs> and then the NFL said they're going to monitor Snyder's investigation of their investigation. <laughs> but they would not interfere because the NFL doesn't want to be entangled in it. They yeah, want to – if, if Snyder fucks up and he hangs himself, the league doesn't want to be on the hook for it. Well – I, I mean, so there's two things. First of all, somebody's going to end up on double secret probation here. We just know it. Okay. This is Animal House all over again. I mean, is Snyder going to reemerge from his, this is not a suspension, suspension, and then immediately go back on some? It's still not a suspension. I'm going to take more time away from the team. Almost like mm-hmm. Punks of Tawny Phil coming out of his hole for five minutes and then running back in. Well, on the one hand, handing over the keys to the wife is a pretty soft slap in the wrist. But that depends on the household. In many households, that's not a fun thing to have to do. I don't know. No. But then did you did you hear what uh, – so then no, no sooner is that done than he texts me about Jonathan Allen today? I, file this under, I thought we went over this already. Here's a tip for any public figure, athlete, <laughs> celebrity – TV presenter, if you think a Hitler analogy might be a good idea, no. no. No, it's not. There is no Hitler riff, Hitler analogy, anything that's going to be well, good. Just stop. Well, what he texted me was he said, you know, the poor um, commander's PR department is just killing it. They got to be working day and night to, to spin the investigation of the investigation of the investigation. And no sooner do they finish all that work when Jonathan Allen is asked what three people do you want to go to dinner with, and he says Hitler is one of them. Now that PR with, department is like, okay, wait, 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 what? I mean, and the excuse the excuse he said was that he's a heck of a general or a military mind, something That's like true. that, which is also quite debatable. I'm not a, any student of military history. I don't think Hitler was renowned as this great tactical genius, right? Well, yeah, and as my son said, rule number one in the PR department, the answer to the question is never Hitler. No, it's no, never, not Here. at all. Like, no reason. If he's such a genius, how come he ended up putting a bullet in his head in his uh, bunker? And then Alan tried to spin it by saying he wanted to get some honest answers and find out why he did what he did. And people immediately are tweeting back, dude, he hated Jews. What's hard about it? <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. How and you know you, what? Uh, and you know what is so sad? I like I liked him the most amongst yeah. all of the commander's defensive players. I really thought, and I still think, he's got the best head on his shoulders. He is all about football. He's a leader. But this has shaken my faith. This has made me go, yeah. Jesus Christ. Really? I mean – Rule, you know, rule number one with agents, you say, let me have some, don't spend all the money on the first month and don't bring up Hitler. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. So what do you think of commanders? I, I, I'm not sure I could care any less. Did we go over this last week? Uh, we, I don't know. I, I today's don't the ninth. 
Yeah, no, they did this last week. So yeah. I, I'm sure I asked you last week. You don't give yeah, a shit. I don't know. I, okay. My son texted me. Their uniforms are great. I said they're horrible. He said if anybody as old as you hates them, that means they're yeah. good. He probably gave so. you an okay boomer. I get it. Yeah. All right, how about yeah. this? Um, yeah, uh, okay, so there's that. Um, the commanders. Oh, I saw this. Tell me what you think of this. Some website, I think Fanatics, was offering a throwback Washington Commanders home jersey with, wait for it, Riggins 44 on the back. (laughs) I don't know. That's the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Hey, would you like to own a Commanders jersey for a redskin legend who never came close to playing in this thing? What? A, and I'm sure they're going to sell a few of them. Yeah. Well, just don't have Jonathan Allen with me yeah. to put on the jersey, yeah. I guess. Anyway, so. Did you remember who his other three were? The three no, people he wanted to know? No, with? the other two? His grandfather, Michael Jackson, and Hitler. It's like, dude, really? Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a really interesting uh, dinner table. Uh, does he speak German? What a what a dummy! And you know, and again, this is this is the the franchise can't get out of its own way. It yeah. just can't not not ever not now. It just always. I think for the first time now that Snyder's going to have to pay for more lawyers to come up with a phony baloney investigation, and then be able to release it to the public and more PR spin and blah 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 blah. I now think for the first time, he will eventually succumb and be forced out as owner. For the first time, I believe that. I don't think it's imminent, but it's going to happen because it seems like his enemies are relentless and they're not going to quit. Well, when the downside, when when the thing you don't want to happen happens, is you have to take $2 billion and go away. Give me that option, please. I know. I know. that That is the downside. But if he stays his owner, he gets to keep the $2 billion, which is going to go up to $10 billion at least by the time he's dead. And you get to, ready, own an NFL team and be a big shot. And, if um, he just goes away with $2 billion, he's a shit heel with a lot of money and no prestige. And he would have been run out in shame. I mean, look, I would be able to find a way to, to deal with that fate. But for a guy like Snyder, it'd be, it'd be bad. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, let's get to the game. They're going to play it. 60 minutes of tackle football, professional style. All the same rules as the regular season. Overtime, if needed, at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California, where the L.A. Rams will be the titular home team because of the fact this is their stadium. Um, I don't know if there's any advantage to that whatsoever. It is a fast, hard AstroTurf surface or field turf surface, and the Cincinnati Bengals come in as four-and-a-half-point underdogs. Well, nobody's ever lost on their home field. They're one no, 1-0. Right, there's a trend line for you right there. 1-0. What? Let's start with the crowd. What do you think the crowd is going to? sound like you know okay i don't know this but i'm gonna guess since the distribution of tickets has become what it has it is a corporate event with a price tag that's so huge i really don't feel like crowds and super bowls matter 
They're not rabbit home crowds. They're guys paying five dimes a ticket. And that's not the guy whose face is painted. You right. know, so I don't think you have what you used to have in these games. And you know what? Yes, they allocate certain number of tickets to the fan base. But how do you not sell those tickets at these prices? Yeah. Um, the, tic- the ticket price was astronomical right after the championship games. However, the get-in price is coming down, according does. to Darren Ravel. And, and that the initial prices were high, but the volume of sales was very low. That That's the way it is on every you know playoff championship event. They Everybody goes, hey, did you see what they're listed for? Yeah, but they don't go for that. <laughs> right. Are they, they moving? Are they moving at that number or not? And they, they list them the first or second day, and everybody's like, wow, look at that. I'm going to list mine for that. But yeah. they don't sell. And then they go down and down and down all week. That's always the case. All right. So do we think the Rams have any home field advantage? It's not significant. A no. point? Okay. Give them a point. Okay. No, I mean, you, know, you know, is it? Would I rather be home than not home? Yeah. I don't think it factors much into this. Everyone's talking about the big matchup being the Rams defensive line and Aaron Donald against a <laughs> Bengals O-line that has been turnstile-esque at times, allowing nine sacks of Joe Burrow. Many of those Joe Burrow's own fault because he's still young and he holds the ball too damn long. Mm-hmm. That's a big storyline right there. However... The Bengals have had this grittiness to them, this uh, fortitude that is kind of uncommon for a team that shouldn't be there. So I don't feel like this is going to be a blowout. Well, you know, look, you we went through 15 years of horrible blowout Super Bowls, 80s, 90s. Big time. You know, they were bad. The last, ever since the Patriots upset the Rams in that 14-point underdog We've had almost all good Super Bowls. There's like two exceptions. So anybody following it the last 20 years doesn't know the misery that we went through when they were always horrible. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, the last uh, you know last year's was not very good, but that was because the Chiefs were without both tackles. Yeah. And, and the coach's kid nearly killed somebody four days before the game. And uh, the ankle of Patrick Mahomes was jacked up beyond what we realized. So 31-9, your final score. Chiefs-Niners sure. was Close until the end, 31-20, your final score there. That's an 11-point spread. Uh, forget who was favored in that one. It had to be the Chiefs, right? Chiefs were favored, yeah, but the Bucks was an upset last year. The Chiefs were favored the year before, but only by a couple of points, one or two, I think. Uh, the Patriots-Rams was an unbelievably low-scoring rock fight. It was 13-3 final. Halftime, it was what, 3 nothing? I think so. Prior to that, Eagles over the Patriots in Minnesota, the last Great. one that I was at. Actually, I was at the one in Atlanta, but I left at halftime. Uh, 41-33, your final there as Nick Foles becomes legend, and, of course, the Philly special uh, becomes a legendary play. Then the Patriots come back from 28-3 to stun the Falcons in overtime, 34-28 the final. Uh, Denver over Carolina was a bit of a dud. Super Bowl 50 in San Fran because – uh, Carolina just stunk, and if it weren't for Von yeah, Miller, even then, even then, uh, Cam Newton had the ball down seven with a few minutes to play, and then he had the fumble, and they lose by fourteen. But I mean, they were they were it was a one score game late, which we'd have taken them back in the nineties and eighties. Right, it's nothing like the string of blowouts as I scroll down here to the yeah. mid 
eighties. It All always right. involves Buffalo or Denver. <laughs> it started with it started with the Redskins are getting killed by the Raiders, thirty-eight to nine, yes. Black Sunday, Which January twenty-second, nineteen eighty-four. Then we had thirty-eight sixteen, twenty-two point spread, forty-six ten, a thirty-six point spread, thirty-nine twenty, forty-two ten. There was the Niners Bengals game that was close at Joe Robbie, twenty to sixteen. Then it went back to being a blowout, fifty-five ten over Denver. Buffalo was close, twenty nineteen, uh, wide right by uh, Norwood. The Bills got killed by the Redskins, 37-24. It wasn't even that close. The Cowboys annihilated the Bills, 52-17. They annihilated them again the next year, 30-13. The Niners humiliated the Chargers, 49-26, in a year in which uh, Robinson for the – no, that was not Robinson. That was just – the Niners were way better. That was Stan Humphreys. That was was Deion Sanders – on the Niners, pretty much shutting down the whole left side of the field. I was at that stadium. That was the first Super Bowl I attended, the actual game itself, and I was just honed in on how much Deion Sanders affected every passing play the Chargers tried to attempt. Cowboys beat the Steelers 27-17, 35-20. I mean, it was just a long string of bad games. Yeah. Long yep. string of bad games. Yep, but uh, ever since that Patriot-Ram game, they've almost all but one or two have been very good. Yes. Here's so, a, here's a great. Um, yeah. Let me throw you in a stat here that's interesting. When I talk about the um, margin from the point spread to the final outcome, so the biggest gap from where the point spread said the game should be to the final outcome, the three biggest routes in Super Bowl history all had the same team losing. Wow. Denver, Denver, and Denver. Interesting. Yeah, they lost. Um, Let's see. I got that written down here somewhere. They lost. Edit this out. You want the Denver? Don't worry. You want the Denver losses? Because I got the list right here. Well, they lost. The the three biggest was like by 35. 43-8 was their last one. That was against the Seahawks at MetLife. Yes. But they were. But they were. Let's see. Previously, they lost 55-10. to in 1990 yeah. to San Francisco, and, and then they yeah. lost 42 to 10 and 39 20 in back to back years to the Giants and the Redskins. Yeah, but the spread was closer on that. Yeah, you're right. The biggest one was the one to um, Seattle, where they were. Um, where is it? Denver? Is De- they were favored? Yeah, in that they game. were. They were favored over Seattle, and they lost 43 eight. Yeah. So that was a 38 point swing. That was the biggest in history. The biggest yeah. the, the the biggest delta the between the delta favorite... from where it was supposed to come okay. out to where it came out. Got it. Right. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I uh I, I would normally try to apply uh usual football analysis to this game and go LA is better. Uh Burrow is going to uh eventually look like not Joe Cool. He's going to hold the ball. He's going to get sacked a ton. They're going to make a mistake or two. Rams are going to get it heated up and rolling. Cooper Cup is going to turn Eli Apple into a charred pile of cinders at one point on the field. And this thing is going to get out of hand quick, and it's going to be over. That's what my normal analysis would say. And then I remember, stop trying to analyze who's the better team. Look for value. I am I am leaning a late break lean towards Cincinnati. 
and I'll have my official pick by the time by the time we're done talking. But maybe you can talk me out of it. I think I'm taking Cincinnati plus the points. Hey, I, I don't mind admitting I've changed my mind on this game four times in four days. Wow! And an hour ago, I called Dano. The first thing he said is he's changed his mind six times in four days. <laughs> okay. This is a tough one, and I will simplify it this way. History of Super Bowl, and this is easier said than done. Pick the winner, throw out the points. Okay? Pick the winner, throw out the points. But there's been a lot of, you know, upsets. I mean, the favorites are 28 and 24 over all these years. That's not very good. But what? only six. Yeah. What should favorites well, be? If the odds makers were correct, should they be more like 60%? No, why not 50? I mean, you know, the point is it should be an even play. Oh, okay. I'm saying they're 28, 20. No, 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 no. Oh, 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 oh. Versus the spread. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you I thought you were yeah. applying favorites for 28 and 24 straight up. No, what I'm saying out. is okay. favorites, you're picking, picking the game, gambling on the game is 28, 24 um, favorites. There's two pushes, and there's one game that was a pick em, so there was no favorite. So that's why there's only 52 there out of the 55. But anyway, out of those um, 24 times that the underdog has won, like 18 of them, they've won outright. You know, so points don't matter. The underdog, if the underdog wins, they win. There's only been six times in all these years that if you picked the winner, you could have lost because they did not cover that number. So the point is pick the winner. Now, having said that, you know, 18 times the the underdogs won the game outright. So it's not like you pick the winner does not mean take the favorite. Right. It just means kind of you can throw – points out the winner in this game because underdogs, if they win, they win. And if the favorites win, they've covered. There was only three in like the first 38 years where the favorite did not cover, but won the game. And there's been three in the last few years. Two of them were Patriots and Belichick could never cover that number. Everybody else, if they win, they win. Or if they lose, the underdog wins the game outright. So I tell people, if you know who's going to win the game, don't sit there and hem and haw with the four. Okay. Is it four now or is it still four and a half? That's going back and forth. It'll be a four. It'll it will be, four. be a four, you think? Okay. Yeah, it's in four in more places than four and a half right now. And, Interesting. Um, I think it'll be – it's a hard four. If you like Cincy, you take the four and a half anytime you see it because I don't think it will stay. All right. Uh, worst beat in Super Bowl gambling history? Oh, I think by far it was the, um, the 28-3 Patriot-Falcon game, not just because the Falcons were up 28-3 <laughs> – because they were catching four and they went to overtime and lost by six. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you got the Falcons up 28-3 and they can't cover the four. That so they, else. You know, they, that was one of the few times the Patriots act. I've always said the only time the Patriots cover the number, they had to go to overtime to win by more than four. Yeah. Funny, I'm looking at the, uh, the line right now. Bet MGM, four and a half. Caesars, four. FanDuel, four. DraftKings four and a half, win bet four, points bet four and a half, and the Superbook four and a half. So you're right. It's about 50-50, and you think yeah. it's going to slide back down to four even. It's, most of the places that have four and a half have the uh, juice tilted a little bit, so that's why I call oh. it closer to four than four and a half. But Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that said, uh, you hate terrible predictions this time of year. Yeah. 
I haven't watched as much TV as I used to, but you'll see this every single, you'll see it all day, all weekend. Everybody says the same thing. Well, granted with Cincinnati and the Rams, maybe you can't, but what you'll see them say is, you know, I really love Joe Burrow. I really think the Bengals are on. I think, I think they have a great matchup in this game, but in September I picked the Rams. So I guess I'll stick with that. What does that tell me? <laughs> what does that tell me? You see them all the time, like talk up one team or whatever. And then I don't care who you picked in August. Right. Tell me who you picked today. Well, that's a way for pundits and TV people and radio people to do a humble flex. Mm-hmm. Where you are, instead of in, instead of actually an, analyzing this matchup and this game, you get to then humble flex that, oh, I've been picking them all year. The, they were my sleeper team in August. It's really yep. more of a look at me than it is a, hey, here's my actual prediction for the game. Well, that's true. And there's nothing wrong with saying I took this back then, but today I would do it differently. That's information. Right. Telling me what you're sticking with your plan for, I don't care. Well, and that, it not only does it, not only does it give you a humble flex, but it allows you then, it gets you off the hook if you're wrong about the actual game. Because you say, well, That's right. I couldn't go against them. I'd picked them all year. Or I picked them in right. August. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I told you I think the other team now, and I just stuck with the old. Yeah, I mean, you can't lose that. I, but, you, but you'll see it all week. I cannot. That just right. drives me crazy. When they say, who do you like? Don't tell me who you like before. Tell me who you like now. Yeah. By the way, who did you like? <laughs> in August. Well, we on my site we use I always do the prop of who's going to make it, not who's going to win it. So we took San Fran to play Buffalo at 55 to 1. Big long shot there and it, it got close but didn't quite get there. You needed bo- right you before, needed both ends of it. Yeah, okay. right. Not to, bad. To not bad. But right before the playoffs started, we put out um the, the it to be Rams versus Tennessee at 10 to 1. That's who I liked going into the playoffs right before they started. Seems like Rams Tennessee should have paid better than 10 to 1. No, not not at the start of the playoffs. Okay. Tennessee was a one seed. I know. So, but so, the Rams okay. the Rams were not favored. Rams yeah, had a hard was, road. Rams right. got lucky. Yeah, they were still, you know, it was a big jumble. I mean, you know, they were might have been a, a lower seed, but they had the same record, you know. So I mean, good on was, you guys for having half of it. I'm just saying, I would have wanted more value out of that. But yeah, well, it doesn't matter. It, it, as they right. say, the ten didn't come home, only the one. So <laughs> exactly, only, only the lost side. So right. so that's what we had had before. I had put out before, but when it comes to this one, you know, the, the one thing I'll say, jumping ahead, is. What gets me is the trade-off because if this was a regular season game and I'm not positive who wins, I take plus four every time without thinking. That's what I said on the Niners last, the last round when I said, I'm not positive the Rams win this game. It's anybody could win. You take three and a half. That's what you do in the NFL. Right. And, of course, they win by three, and it's right. But then you get to that Super Bowl where it's like, I would never say, gee, I don't. I think they'll lose, but not by four. That's just you know. If you think the Rams are going to win, go ahead and lay it. Go ahead and lay it. But by the way, back to your first thing about the uh, the focus on the Rams D line that should destroy the weak Bengals O line. So immediately after the Super Bowl, I can't remember who it was put out this thing saying how the Rams will dominate their D line versus Bengals O line. To which I said, as did the Chiefs, 
as did the Titans, right. and to a lesser degree, as did the Raiders. So you're not telling us anything they haven't faced in all three yeah. wins. If you don't think that they're not going to scheme around that weakness, then you're you're crazy. They are going to. I've seen write-ups and I've seen analysis that says, look for a lot of this, look for a lot of that. <laughs> they're not dumb. Yeah. They know they can't just line up toe-to-toe mm-hmm. with the Rams and go, all right, let's play football. So Well, they got beat there the last three in a row. They got beat up front and somehow, you know. Somehow still there. won. Somehow yep. still won. It's a it's a complex game. Oh, by the way, uh, this this is amazing. Talking about stupid long shots, a better according to Darren Ravel at BetMGM put down a hundred and fifty bucks that the Bengals would win by at least forty nine points. Somehow this would only net fifteen grand. That. Yeah, okay. That's the dumbest bet I've ever heard. I mean, what is the record for biggest blowout in the Super Bowl? It's not 49 points, is it? It's less than that, right? 55-10. 45, yeah. So 45. I think think 55 or 56-10, Niners over Denver, I think. So you're saying you got 150 bucks that says the the underdog uh, in the other team stadium will win by the most points in Super Bowl history with a second year quarterback. Really? And and the win the payout is not even remotely life changing money? You can't even buy a Hyundai with that money? The fuck out of here. Yeah, that I would think there should be an island coming my way if I hit that one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. All right. We're we're pressing ahead. All right. Uh, okay. never again, you say under Super Bowl. Uh, number uh, C, never yeah. again in the under rule. Yeah, I, we did talk about this before, but my I in um, the Bears Colts around 06, 07, I bet under 47 and a half. And I will never, have never and will never bet under in a Super Bowl again. We were in our brand new house and we, my wife invited the entire neighborhood. We had 50 people in my house. And I'm trying to nurse home an under. And <laughs> I think there was, uh, there was, it was going over early. I think uh, there was a pick six to start the fourth quarter to put it right on 46 points. I, I had to go the last 13 minutes without a point to win that so that I could pay for that party. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I was like, that, that was the worst, one of the worst, it was the worst win I've ever had in my life. Sitting there with all these strangers in my house, cheering for basically the Death Star ship or whatever it's called. You know, nothing to happen in the last quarter of that game. Right. And when I won that, I said, you know, if you love the under enough to change your life and make it big, great. A win's a win. But otherwise, no thank you. I'm not cheering for the season to end and the game to be over and me to say it's February, this sucks. So I've never done it since, nor will I. Yeah. Even though I did get that party paid for, <laughs> right? It is a it is a decent play the under because I'm sure it comes home about well half the time, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, Zabe, it's dead half. <laughs> exactly, and I'm unlike looking the, for that right now. The Ram the Rams yeah. Patriot game went way under. However, there have been games like the Patriot Carolina ge- uh, game. That started super slow and seemingly was bound for an under and then exploded in the second half and went over. Here it is. 27 and 27. <laughs> the over-unders. 
with one. Why did I write down one NA? Oh, the Super Bowl one, they didn't do totals yet. So that's why it's 27 what? and 27. Super no Bowl way. one. They, yeah, they had not invented the total. Super I Bowl two was the first year. Did not know that. Fascinating. That's okay. Great. Well, your team might have missed the big game this year, but my bookie's double deposit bonus. Make sure you won't. Sign up at MyBookie now and use my promo code ZABE to have your first deposit matched instantly so you can get in on all the action of Super Bowl 56. The only way watching the biggest game of the year could get any better is to get paid doing it, and MyBookie gives you everything you need to do it. With double your money, you can double your winnings, and the best starting point for the big game is with Super Bowl prop bets. Whether it's on or off the field, there's no shortage of wagers to choose from for the Super Bowl, so get in on the action and let the confetti fall and walk away a winner don't miss out head to my bookie and double your first deposit up to a thousand dollars by using promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo place your bets and get ready for the unmatched excitement of the super bowl bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie now is the perfect time to work at amazon they are offering hourly jobs with great pay and even include a large sign-on bonus no matter where you're at in the job market, you can select from a variety of available roles in your area. Join an exciting work environment and be part of a team that brings smiles to customers every day. To find the job that works for you and some extra cash, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. At Kroger, we believe fresh means holding our produce to a higher standard. That's why we do up to a 27-point inspection on our produce. Like for citrus, we check for things like scarring and sunburn. Yep, oranges can sunburn. And we'll make sure you never see it. In fact, we only allow the best oranges, lemons, and grapefruits to reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh for everyone, we believe the juice is worth the squeeze. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Um, and that, I know you probably don't watch anything that Barstool does or Portnoy or Big Cat. You're too old, right? Uh, I, I see a little bit here and there, but your I don't son, click on it. Your, your, your sons, I'm sure, do. Yeah, they always are forwarding me stuff. And I see the, I see the tweets. I don't click and read them, okay. but I did see the one I think you're going at this week. Well, uh, tell me what that is. The one Barstool put out something, I think it was just yesterday, about a, a guy, a book and a 30 for 30. Don't on, know. Uh, yeah, there's supposed to be a 30 for 30 coming out, and somebody wrote a book, and it, <laughs> basically he was saying, I know nobody wants to hear about this again, but deflate Kate. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and the basic concept in it was for two years prior to deflate Kate, the NFL was studying the impacts on pressure on balls by measuring them all at halftime. So they had two years of data showing how much they go down in half a game of cold weather. And they chose to not include that in the report where they were. Yeah, 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 of They'd course. actually been collecting it for over two yeah, years. Yeah. Sounds a lot like our <laughs> pandemic response. We had Barstool a game. Put something we, out we, on that, yeah. we had a game plan. We're like, okay, if there's ever a pandemic, do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. And then we ignored all of it as soon as we had a pandemic. But anyway, so the Barstool thing, first of all, they do a, a, a completely over-the-top, ridiculous half-hour show during the season that's modeled after the cheesy, scamdy-capper shows 
that used oh, to yes. populate weekend mornings. And of course, one of the guys who used to be on those scamdy gap scamdy scamdy capper shows is the Stu Finer. Stu Finer, who is on this barstool thing, and he is a fucking maniac. He's a nutcase, but, and it's a funny as hell watch. So I think you'd enjoy that. But the other but thing is, he, is, is he making fun of his old character, or is he being still the same character? No, he's just being a complete weirdo. And like, well, that's the old character. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's being like vulgar, and he he's talking yeah. about sexual oh. acts and everything else. It's it's that's... hilarious. And half the time, Portnoy's glaring glaring at him like, okay, you need to calm down. Anyway, so the thing that I was going to bring it back on the over unders, then we'll press ahead to our prop, sure. your prop bets, and our sides, and we'll put a bow on this thing. Um, right. You talk about never again on the under, so they have a running gag. Portnoy and Big Cat about the Overs Club. They say we we belong to the Overs Club because who doesn't like betting the over? When it's over, it's over. You don't have to worry about it. So they actually had jackets made up, satin jackets that say the Overs on the back, and they cut this little promo where they all assemble in a room with a with a uh, uh, an orchestra, small string orchestra playing classical music, and they pour champagne and they go to the Over. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's just so funny. It, it's the only way to go if you really don't want to sweat a bet. But guess what? Half the time it loses. That's how and it actually works. I would say, and it's a rule more than that. It's that is the classic, classic novice beginning better. Yeah, to watch a guy every Monday night pulling for points, and you see it in every bar, everywhere, yeah. and you just know that's just it is fun when it hits to know you've won. Sure. But and when by you, the way, but I'm almost never out of it. You know, you no, can always, true. all you need is three quick touchdowns, a couple right. of turnovers, and we got a shot here. I mean, you're yeah. always alive. Never out of it. You lose more than you win. Right. But you have fun doing it. But here's the thing. I've been on uh, I've bet on many overs in which I've sat there and I've tried to do the math, which is always dangerous for me, about how can we float this game up to being an over. And at some point in the game, you just go, you give up. You're looking at it like a boat that has sunk to the bottom of a lake going, this is never coming up again. It's, yeah. it's, Take the um, Bills Chiefs two weeks ago. When, I mean, you know, everybody remembers that end. That thing was sitting at, you know, like 21-14. Later. I mean, it was under by a mile. And then, and then you know, how the end of it went. Yes. So you're never out of it, so it seems. Yeah. All right, let's get to the props and then the main course. Uh, general rules for key props. Uh, you're going to not, you know, I hate to say this. I have never found such a hard year for props. So I am going to tell you a couple of keys, but they're not leading me to easy ones this oh. year. The first, you know, these are teams. First of all, the Rams, the Rams have, um, I swear, I think Henderson's going to play the running back. Okay. They say he might play. He's not listed in a prop anywhere. That impacts all their props, you know, for their touches on offense if their number one running back is back or not back higby says he's gonna play but other people say he's really hurting he's a big pass catching guy i mean that just changes like if you don't know what they're doing you can't evaluate touches if that makes sense right now um and the bengals are kind of the little lesser team and, and they spread the ball around too so it's a it's a hard prop uh year usually what i look for in props is two three two or three things the first is make sure that what you're betting does not tie into who wins the game 
what I mean is, you know, I, I want to be able to hit my prop, whether my team wins or loses, so to speak. Because if you need your team to excel or do well, bet the team. You know, right. if you're the guy who's sitting there going, uh, cup over, OBJ over, acres over, just bet the Rams <laughs> or bet the Rams over. But don't sit there and, and, um, count on a team doing well for your props to hit. I like ones that are going to come in either way. The biggest other thing with props is looking for a recent tendency. Most of these props are pure math. Guy averages six catches a year. His over-under is going to be six. Well, what's he done at crunch time? What's he done in the last playoff games in the last month? And when you see guys emerging as bigger touch guys, that's your props. Remember last year I gave you my number one, I think, was um, that receiver uh, Robinson on um, the Chiefs to go under because in the last two games he'd been replaced and was not getting time on the field. And it went under because he wasn't getting time. That's what you want to look for. I'm not finding that in this game uh, because of that Henderson injury thing. But that's those are the biggest things to look for. Uh, six days thing, ago, uh, uh-huh. uh, Sean McVay said, I think Daryl's going to go. Yeah, got, six days ago. <laughs> got an MCL injury and says, you got Cam Akers, Daryl, and Sonny Michelle. You'll be able to see a good three-back rotation based on how the game unfolds. That's what he said now, six days ago. That's great, and that makes sense. If you're trying to – if you're from the Belichick smokescreen school of thought, what are you going to say? You're going to see them all. I mean, that's just yeah. what you're going to say, right? Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, this story was updated at DraftKings.com as of Wednesday night. So the Wednesday night update is McVeigh told reporters that there's a good chance that Daryl Henderson will return for the Super Bowl. So there you go. Yes. So there's a good chance. That's that's a tough one. When there, is it a three-headed monster? One, I don't know. So that's a you know that's a tough one. I, the one other thing I look for in props is this. I do believe in the you know dance with the girl you brought theory. I don't like props looking for unusual occurrences. I believe you know Riggins gets the ball on fourth and one in the Super Bowl. That's what you do. So I, I'd like to go with the, don't go with the, hey, they know who our best guy is. Yeah, no shit. And they can't stop him. That's why you're in the Super Bowl. Right. So I like Cup over because I think he's going to continue to just be fed the ball all day long. I don't care that the Bengals knew it. You know, the Niners knew it. Everybody knew it. He's still getting catches. Um, so anyway, that's my, um, that's my general rules for picking props. All right. Now let's get to the actual proposition bets for Super Bowl 56. Okay. You going first or am I? Am I going? I have none. Okay, then I'll go second. You got none. Okay. <laughs> I've outsourced this entirely to you. Okay. I've been so like- ice cold, I'm going to pick the game, okay. probably lose it, and call it a year. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's ones I'm leaning to. And by the way, as you say, this is Wednesday night, Thursday morning. These injury updates are going to make a big difference. Um, I like Cup to go over his 109 receiving yards. I don't care what um, Cincinnati's planning. I think McVay's a genius at getting the ball where he wants it to be, and somehow this guy's just always open, and I would expect him to get it all day. I like the Rams to go over in their sack total. I'm seeing two and a half in some places, three in others. I like them to get to three easy. Wow, two and a half. Now, well, when you see two and a half, you'll see an overjuice. A lot of places have Still, it. Still, though, that seems yeah. low. Yeah, yeah. It does for Cincinnati. Um, you know. <laughs> Could be a trap. Yes. 
Okay. Here's my um uh I like I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on this and hope it'll probably change. I'm gonna go under on carries for both Acres and Michelle because I think Henderson's in the mix. I think that's a great under right there. And there, I have not seen Henderson on the board on any shops. So since you can't bet Henderson, you just take the other other two under. And my thought is this. If Aker, if Henderson doesn't play, I'd probably go one and one because one of those two goes over and one goes under. But if Henderson plays, they both go under, and I'll take it. Okay. Okay. I like uh, P. Ryan, the backup back for Cincy. Yeah. He's over under on yards is six. I'll take it. Shit. One carry will get that. Yeah. He gets a touch here, touch there. And, They'll and they run like P. Run. Ryan. Watch this. They'll run P. Ryan on a delayed draw on third oh, yeah. and a million. And he'll exactly. get 14. That's what I'm hoping. He's not going to get the ball when it matters. No. But after, after Mixon gets, you know, two carries and a penalty, and then it's third and 15, like you said, that's a Pirine play. Hopefully it's a draw, not a swing pass, because it's uh, that's his rushing yards. All right, here's my other ones. How about, okay, I'm going to go slow here. The Suns and Magic, total points. <laughs> yeah. No, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. The Suns Magic victory margin. Okay. I'm taking over Acres carries. All right. The Suns should kill the Magic. Kill the Magic. Maybe the best team in the NBA. See, that's my way of going against Acres too, with my Henderson theory. Acres over under 16 and a half. So if he shoots par 16, 17, Suns can win that by 20 plus. I like it. Okay. Plus, Acres might go under. I lean him under anyway. You know, those combo props <laughs> are interesting because you could be wrong on the Acres front and the Suns could still bail you out by just annihilating exactly. the Magic. Exactly. If Acres goes over, he goes over by a little. If the Suns go over, they go, go over by a lot. Yeah. Do you remember we did the basketball one last year? Um, what's his name? The ball kid that was a rookie. Um, that was our top one. Um, it was <laughs> ball points kid. versus him. Lamelo Lever, I don't know, one of the bald kids. Oh, oh, the bald kids, not bald. Okay, NBA. Yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We he had just gone into the starting lineup like a week before, and his points went from ten a game up right. to twenty. And right. we took him, and the game got changed because of COVID, so it didn't count. They changed their opponent. They were supposed to play. The oh, Wizards, that's right. So they, they ruled it a no, else. ruled it a no game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here's my next one. You like this? Clay Thompson points. Um, I'm taking Clay Thompson's points to be larger than the biggest lead of the Super Bowl. Wow, what's that point total? Well, oh, we don't know, but what do you think it'll right. be? Right, twelve, twenty-six. Do you think somebody's going to lead by twenty-six? I don't. No, I don't. Game. No, I think, yeah. So I'm saying keep the game close. I like Thompson that. will beat it. I like See? that. Uh, everything you're serving right now, I'm liking. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> that's... All right. Here's my last one. Um, I cut out Trey Young. I'm going to go with Van Jefferson catches to be greater than Liverpool goals. <laughs> they're both at, about, such a they're both at about two and a half. And I like Jefferson's upside because what's the upside in soccer? Three? I mean, you know. Right. <laughs> and they're going to score two or three. Jefferson's two and a half. So I like Jefferson's chances. I love it. 
You have a gambling problem. <laughs> you have a gambling problem. All right, let's get to the game prediction. I'll go hey, first. Hey, before you do the prediction, is the kicker healthy for the Rams? I don't think so. They haven't they said don't say anything. And he, he leaves them short from forty-six. What's up with that? He's uh he's left a kick way short two weeks in a row. Yeah, and they he's keep had, saying he's healthy. Yeah, I, 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 I don't believe it, and I don't think they would be totally honest if he was. I know you're supposed to be totally honest, but uh, I think that's uh, that's a legit question right there. Okay. All, all right. right. So on to your prediction. Sorry. All right. So I would most of this two weeks I have been just take the Rams are going to kill him. A better team uh, since he's going to have that. We're just glad to be here vibe. The Their O-line does stink. Burrow holds the ball too long. Uh, it's just the Rams. Rams, Rams, Rams. And then I remembered, I am 1-5 and five coming into this game. After a great first weekend in the NFL playoffs, I have stunk on ice. So, employing the if it feels wrong, it's got to be right method, I am on the Cincinnati Bengals plus the four and a hook. I will take the hook because I can shop for it. It's still available in half the books. Give me the Bengals plus the four and a half. With the George Costanza theory. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, your MVP will, of course, be Joe Burrow, and they'll be doing stories about, oh, you know, uh, isn't it incredible? First ever guy to win the Heisman Trophy, the national championship in college, and the Super Bowl. And he will smoke a big fat cigar, and they will whoop it up in the Queen City of Cincinnati. Uh, uh, Zach Taylor is going to take a football to a local tavern. They're going to treat him like a god, and it's going to be the greatest thing to happen to Cincinnati in a long time. Bengals. And the local story will be that they were one extra. The Redskins or the Wolfed were one extra yes. point. Away from having children. Another another factor. Whatever tortures the commanders and their and their small dwindling number of faithful fans is what's going to happen. So give me the Bengals plus right. the four and a half. Uh, but I'll take them to win outright as well for another small slice. Why not? Here's my best pick of the week. My Cynthia Freeland special. Oh, Cynthia. She's going to pick the Rams 26-22. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and you're going to look at the screen and go, how do you get to 26 and 22? That's what she's going to say. Okay. I think this is really tight. I'll take the Rams 24-19. Okay. Which and? means they smidge over, get over that four by a point. Man, so, that's a real close point spread game. Your MVP then? You know, by the way, this is a real interesting MVP. There's nobody on the board. You got the two quarterbacks who we all know usually win, and then there's there's Cooper Cup at five to one, and then everybody else is like fifteen or greater. There's nobody else. I'll take Cooper Cup. Okay. Is Aaron Donald on there? Yeah, he's like fifteen okay. in most places. He's like the four seed. That tells you how weird the skill positions in this game are, so to speak. It's Cup and then everything else is spread green. All right. Uh, for I do know a guy. I do know yeah. if I had to do it. A, a lot of I do know a couple people that have taken what's his name McPherson, the kicker, at fifty to one for Cincy. It's not a bad call. I don't think they're going to give it to a kicker, no matter how good he is. Well, if they win fifteen uh, seven on uh, you know five more of his field goals, who knows? All right, there's Very, a reason it's fifty to one. So that's it's true. 
<laughs> All right. As as always, only bet as much as you can afford to win. And winning is nice, but getting paid is even nicer. And we will see you after uh, after the big game. We'll see you next week. Sounds good. See there you go. mister is his website. Caveat tour. Just do what you feel comfortable with. Otherwise, just dabble. Or be in a squares pool for the Super Bowl. All right. We will end on this. Adidas has gone viral with a marketing campaign or just a short-lived marketing hook on social media. On Wednesday, Adidas, through their official website, tweeted out a photograph of 25 sets of boobs in one of the most provocative ad campaigns that you're going to see come out of the blue in a long time. Now, I didn't think you were allowed to put out body parts uh, when it comes to Twitter like that openly, or it had to be behind some sort of uh, warning, like, you know, careful, potentially sensitive content. However, it was an ad for Adidas and their sports bras, and they say that, uh, you know, look at, you know, boobs come in all different shapes and sizes. That's why our new sports bra range contains 43 styles so everyone can find a right fit for them. All those boobs. And yeah, I looked at them because what man wouldn't? We saw your boobs. We saw your boobs. In the movie that we saw, we saw your boobs. This was, of course, Seth MacFarlane, brilliant creator of Family Guy and other shows, hosting, I believe, the Oscars, and he sang this number, and it was visibly uncomfortable with some of the stars in the audience. And the way we saw your boobs in Brokeback Mountain, Halle Berry, we saw them in Monsters Ball, Nicole Kidman in Eyes Wide Shut, Marissa Tomei in The Wrestler, but we haven't seen Jennifer Lawrence's boobs at all. We saw your boobs. Let me tell you this. There's not a single red-blooded heterosexual man that didn't see this tweet and then immediately text their buddies to go, all right, which which is your pick of the litter here? <laughs> which is the worst pair, do you think? Not to judge, by the way. Nobody wants – I don't want to show my junk to anybody. But uh, let's be honest. As men, it's impossible not to do it. I don't know how they got away with it, but they did. So uh, keep your kids away from Adidas's social media feed if you don't want them seeing their boobs. We saw your boobs. We saw your boobs. In that movie we saw, we saw your boobs. All right. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your Thursday tomorrow for subscribers only. Scott and Solly in the Mobile Strike Studio. We'll see you then. Well, your team might have missed the big game this year, but my bookie's double deposit bonus makes sure you won't. 
Sign up at MyBookie now and use my promo code ZABE to have your first deposit matched instantly so you can get in on all the action of Super Bowl 56. The only way watching the biggest game of the year could get any better is to get paid doing it, and MyBookie gives you everything you need to do it. With double your money, you can double your winnings, and the best starting point for the big game is with Super Bowl prop bets. Whether it's on or off the field, there's no shortage of wagers to choose from for the Super Bowl, so get in on the action and let the confetti fall and walk away a winner. Don't miss out. Head to MyBookie and double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Place your bets and get ready for the unmatched excitement of the Super Bowl. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. 